You know what? The, the bias, you can say it. The bias is getting me here. And it's not necessarily on um, the best chance to make the playoffs. But I'm going with the Packers. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put the Packers over the Lions here. Yo, Welcome into another episode of the Pinewood Perspective. As always, we got B Money White and J Fucking Business back on the pod again. Uh, we have a quick, short episode. You know, we're kind of in that point in the season where everyone's kind of talking about the same thing, and it's just who's going to get in. So we're going to talk about who we think is going to be the last few wild card spots uh, for the NFC. Going to do the same thing with the AFC. We're also going to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray and his ACL injury uh, and just, you know, expanding more on that when it comes to, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's job. Uh, Stephen Klein just took a health, you know, advisory uh, partake away from the team, which, you know, I'm not speculating, but nine out of ten times usually means like, hey, we're going to let you go and we're going to be nice about it. Uh, hopefully everything is okay with him. Otherwise, I'm gonna look like a fucking douchebag. But JB, how's your weekend? It's good, man. How's yours? Quick and to the point. That's what I like to hear. Ah, Bears didn't play. Locked in the bye. Locked in the bye week in one of my favorite fantasy leagues. Me and you, obviously, you know, got bounced from the playoffs. Uh, due to the Patriots' defense going God mode on Colt McCoy and D Hop blowing dick. And then in my other one, I had like the worst fantasy night ever, you know, had the chance to lock in two top four picks where, you know, my team is one and 12 in dynasty. Not good. Uh, I blew it all up. Started one and 13, one and 13. Yep. Thanks, Brett, for the correction. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And then Ramondre, all Ramondre Stevenson needed to do was score four points for me to lock in two top four picks and he scored three. So now I'm gonna probably have like pick four and like pick seven, and I'm one of thirteen, and I'm like sick to my stomach about it. It's just like you know I'm sitting there and I'm I like I'm thinking okay I got two choices here you know I got eleven draft picks two first two seconds one third three fourths three fifths do I sell every pick for Josh Allen <laughs> or do I uh, draft players? So that's kind of the process I'm in right now. What's going to put me closer to a championship? All 11 picks going towards Josh Allen or, you know, drafting players. Cause as of right now, I'm sitting with Justin Fields, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. And I believe in one of those guys, but <laughs> The other one is on his way uh, to the second, you know, he finally got the backup position, you know, so maybe I can sell him high in Zach Wilson. And Mac Jones has been nothing but disappointing ever since Matt Patricia got back there. So do I think Matt can salvage his career as my fantasy backup quarterback and, you know, get to that like Kirk Cousins fantasy value? Yeah, I think he can. But would I rather have Josh Allen? Yes. But my rest of my team needs help. Enough about me. Brett, how was your weekend? It was good. Uh, I'm glad to have Packers football back this week, and I'm glad they're still alive. And 
I'm ready for this Monday night football game against the new the new Rams. This is the Rams that I like a lot better. You know, they're not this they're is, not much of a threat. Oh, dude, this is a <laughs> they different might just, this, is, uh, this is a this is the Baker Mayfield Rams, Brett. This is this is not your I love it, dude. I love it. I remember last time I remember Baker Mayfield going to Lambo. It ended in him throwing an interception. And I could just see that being the same outcome this week. I could tell you the exact date on that game, December 25th, 2020. Correct? Yeah. Christmas Day 2020. That's probably, that's probably right. I know it's right. Um, it's a good game. If it, it wasn't, was a good game. if it wasn't 2020, it was 2021. It was COVID year. I'm almost positive it was COVID year. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely Christmas Day for <laughs> sure. You know, I watched the uh, Bears play the Packers on Christmas Day once in, uh, I think, 2013 or 2012. We got our asses spanked around a little bit. Wasn't fun. But uh, the Bulls beat the Lakers on a Derrick Rose game winner that same night. So I was all good. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Tyler Murray tears his ACL. Impact this has on the team, obviously not good. You just lost your 40 million dollar baby Yoda running around on the field for quite some time. Uh, this kind of takes me back to when Carson once tore his ACL this late in the season. I don't think we saw him until week four or week five of the following season. That was obviously the Eagles Super Bowl year when Nick Foles took over. So that takes me back to this. Um, Kyler Murray is an insane athlete though. So we could see him back sooner, but what impact does this have on Cliff Kingsbury and, uh, you know, just the Cardinals organization as a whole? JB, we're going to start with you because I know you have some an interesting take. Well, obviously, you never like to see a guy get hurt the way he did, uh, especially pretty much non-contact. Hold on, uh, pause. Class act, JB. Class act, JB. Respect, respectful. It, it kind of reminds me of the Teddy Bridgewater injury, to be honest. And I hope he fights back a little better than Teddy B did. Obviously, we know the way Teddy B's career path went after that. Um, but as far as Cliff King- Kingsbury goes, um, I think that man was already fighting for his job in general. Uh, I think that if Kyler Murray was to stay healthy, that he was fired after this year. So as odd as it sounds, I think maybe a Kyler Murray injury kind of saved him in a sense of they might try and give him one last go to try and fix it. Um, Obviously, without Kyler Murray, an Arizona job is not super, super intriguing. Um, Defense is getting older. I just – I don't know. Cliff's Cliff's already been coaching for his job. I think they showed a stat that was like – on the opponent's side of the field, Cliff has decided to go for it on fourth down like 51% of the time or something like that. That's a guy making decisions to try and save his job. So I think he's already fighting for his job. So if he's not already gone, I think uh, it might have saved him, to be honest. My thing about the Cardinals, you know, job position, I don't think it's that, in, you know, I don't think the Kyler Murray injury has much of a play on that. Uh I don't. He's gonna miss a few games. Uh, obviously, I hope he bounces back from it. It's a major injury. We have seen quarterbacks in the past, you know, completely just come back from this and you know, 
go on to have swell careers. But then we've seen situations like Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, where once that knee injury happened, it's affected them uh, for throughout the entirety of their career. Um, and it's just obviously a confidence killer. It takes you off the field for quite a long time as well. But, I mean, still, I think if I'm going into that position, you know you're going to get Kyler Murray back at least at the minimum of halfway through next season, potentially even more. I mean, I guess we don't know the severity of it. You know, we've seen situations where, you know, in both the NBA and the NFL, you know, like Tariq Cohen tearing his ACL, and he hasn't played football since. And obviously, you know, his Achilles injury came into that fact, but he tore his ACL in week three of 2020, and we didn't see him play football all of 20, the rest of 2020 and the rest of 2021. So I guess it does depend on the severity of it. But usually if this is just a clear-cut ACL tear, uh, he should be back by, like I said, at the minimum of halfway through next season. So, yeah, going into it, you know that your year one's probably going to be a struggle with a backup quarterback, but just knowing that you're going to get that player back, that superstar, um, I think it's still an – that part of it is intriguing. I don't think the rest of the job really much is intriguing. D-Hop's aging. Uh, we got Robbie Anderson there, James Conner, Zach Ertz. You know, you got some young pieces like Hollywood Brown – but in the defense as well is not getting any younger by any means. So I don't think it's that intriguing of a job. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's job is safe, to be honest with you. I feel like the writing was on the wall with the Kyler injury. If I feel like with the GM kind of on his way out the door, I don't see any situation where a GM comes in here and sees what he did. And it is going to be like, yeah, we'll stick with this guy because we've saw a major fall off from your last year to this year. And we've just kind of seen both Kyler and Cliff collapse when, you know, the pressure's on. They both had, you know, last year, a very, very strong start to the 2021 season. And when it got down to it, playoff time, division time, they couldn't capitalize and they could not ever clinch up. They could not ever clinch up the division. And uh, when it came playoff time, they, they choked, and we saw it in 2020 as well. Uh, they had to beat the Rams with the game on the line, and they couldn't to make the playoffs, and them losing, you know, didn't get them into that seven spot. So I think the writing's on the wall for Cliff. Uh, I think he's done, and especially if it's going to be a new GM, I, I think that there's zero chance his job is safe. And I think that if the new GM does come in there and keeps him around, I'll be very, very surprised. Be money. Yeah, first things first, hate to see a star of the league like Kyler go down the way he did. But, yeah, kind of like you both were saying, um, Cliff was – he's probably – before this injury, I mean, he was probably going to be out the door. And this team is more than just a piece away um, – they couldn't get it done with with Kyler over these last couple of years. And, you know, bringing in Hollywood with D-Hop, it obviously didn't have time or um, enough opportunities to get that thing going. So I think it's clear that they, they need a whole culture change there. And that obviously starts with bringing in a brand-new coach and all of that. And they definitely need to uh, – draft some old linemen 
to protect Kyler. And although this is a terrible injury and you never want to see this, it's going to give them some time to uh, get that situated when uh, he comes back, whether that's a full season or whether that's, um, you know, they don't start off too well and they end up choosing to not let not have him come back as soon as you know as as maybe as as soon as he was ready to be uh coming back but yeah um yeah man it's it sucks to see for the cardinals but they got to get back to the drawing board for sure oh 100% and you know that that is what's crazy about these late season injuries that do suck is that's like are we going to see him next year like are they going to be in this position where, you know, the rebuild starting, they're going to build around him. Let's see that knee is a little shaky come week five. You know, you're already one and four. He's still going to miss a few weeks, you know, get to that point where you might not even, why, why even play him? You know, your season's done. Like look at the, think about them. I mean, that's a team without Kyler Murray where they could end up with the number one overall pick. At least the top five pick. And, you know, that's the number one way to get your you know, draft stock going. Imagine drafting Marvison, Marvin Harrison Jr. in 2024 to go with Kyler Murray. Like, come on. It's something that the new GM and potentially new head coach has to be considering. Because why risk it if you're already sitting at, you know, a bad record well, at your star quarterback coming back? That sounds cute, but they need to do what the Lions did and take the best lineman you know available when even though there might be that superstar receiver there you need to protect your quarterback and they really need offensive line really bad they got to take every opportunity they can to, to get some offensive line Bengals didn't do it though remember we were all talking they should have took Sewell they did they did address it in the offseason it, it didn't work it wasn't working out well but it's it's working for them now but, I mean, you look at teams like the Lions. Yeah, like I said, you know, the Lions, great offensive line. The Eagles, great offensive line. You know, you, Cardinals are definitely just in a position to where that's that's where, that has to be their top priority. All right, all right. Let's get into it. NFC bubble teams. We've got a lot of them. This, this race is getting real tight, and, you know, as the weeks go on, the – the value of these games rises and it's skyrocketing as of right now. The NFC beast is sitting with three wild card, three potential wild card teams right now. I think two of them are in the commanders and the Cowboys are in the wild card right now, as we speak. Um, Cowboys, we're not even going to consider a bubble team in my eyes. I think it's pretty set in stone that this team is, you know, going to get that number five spot. Uh, in the playoffs, obviously, nothing is guaranteed, but the teams that we should be talking about is number one, the Commanders, two, the Giants, three, the Seahawks, four, the Lions, and five, the Packers. You know, and, you know, you can kind of toss in the, the Panthers, Falcons, and Bucks. Bucks sitting at six and seven, Panthers at five and eight, Falcons at five and eight. <laughs> It's crazy to see that division is still kind of up for grabs right now. But Commanders, Giants, Seahawks, Lions, Packers. Brett, this is one of your teams, so we're going to let you kick this off. Which two teams do you see skidding in? 
man, this is really tough for me. Um, you know, my heart, my heart wants to say the Green Bay Packers, but one thing I can tell you is this week right here is very important to what's going to happen. There's a ton going on, but if I had to choose right now, I'm going to have to pick the Washington Commanders for one of the spots. That's for sure. I think of all these teams, um, they're definitely the hottest. You know, when you look at, uh, um, at least for having the winning record, I think you can put Green Bay and the Lions there with them, but those teams are obviously battling from the other end. But when you look at the Giants and Seattle, um, they are just in a not a very good spot right now um, with how they've been playing, and their schedule is very tough, along with the Commanders' schedule. But I'm going to have to give the Commanders one of the spots there. And for this other spot, This is really tough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give the lean right now to the Detroit Lions. I mean, they're the hottest team um, of of the bunch that we listed. But like I said, this week is really important, and I think all that can change. And I don't feel very confident with having both of those teams as what's really going to happen. I That's what I lean with right now. And I do think it's fair to say one of those will, but I think we're in for a crazy week. JB? I'm just looking at schedules here. Um, Commanders. And the, the Lions have it easy. The Lions, are, I think, could get that sixth spot. I don't, I don't think the Commanders make it in. You're talking uh, the Giants – the 49ers, the Browns with Deshaun Watson back, and then the Cowboys. Are we um, going to see the Cowboys starters in week 18, though? But but here's what I think. I mean, if you're trying to keep a division rival out of the playoffs. You play the starters. I think, I think they'll play the starters. So that, that could be 0-4. They could probably not even win another game. You um, always want to keep your division rival out of the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to the Giants, you're talking they got – Commanders, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Philadelphia. So I'm thinking they go like two and two at best. Who you got them beating in that two and two? Uh, Colts and uh, who was the other one? You think they beat the Commanders? Colts and Commanders, yeah. I think they beat the Commanders this week. Oh, in Washington? In Washington. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest game right there. That's Oh, absolutely. That's the biggest. Well, whoever wins that, you got to give them the nod over <laughs> – the other moving forward for the rest of the year, 100%. I think the Seahawks have it tough, too. I mean, they yeah. play the, the 49ers tomorrow. Um, if they if they win that, I think they could get that spot. Uh, but after that, they got the Chiefs and then the Jets, so two tough, tough matchups. And then they have the Rams, which is definitely not a walkover either, uh, being a division rival. So I would count Seattle out. I would count Washington out. I look to Detroit as getting that last spot. They got the the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and then the Packers last week of the season. I could be four and oh. They could be ten and seven. And you know what's fucking crazy? You know what is fucking crazy 
in the fucking preseason, I said, don't be surprised if the Lions win 10 games. And I, dude, they started one and six. And I was like, well, that's out the fucking window. They started one and six. And I said, well, that's fucking gone. You look like a stupid ass. But here they are. They have a chance to win that 10 fucking games. And you bet your whoa, ass. Whoa, whoa, You bet your ass I'm pulling that clip. Pump the brakes on that one, buddy. They got to go through Mike White and the Jets (laughs) this week. And then, I mean, we're talking Green Bay and Lambeau. Mike White? January when when the potential, when the Packers could be, you know, playing, playing for a playoff spot. That's not, that's no tough game. That's no easy game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, but right now I give my lean to the Giants and the, I would say the Lions will sneak in at that last one. You know, I do like rolling with the hot hands, the hot hands. Those are always my favorite. The hottest teams, you know, towards the end of the season, they always seem to find their way in. And that's definitely the Lions and the Commanders right now. But look, I don't, I'm not, I mean, in my eyes, I think whoever wins this Sunday night game is probably going to get that spot. Um, Because I'm going to throw another little wrench in here for you. Sorry to cut you off. I think the Panthers can take over that division. Yes, no. I know. If, no the Bill, if the Bucks lose this week against the Bengals, dude, the Bengals are probably the hottest team in, in football right now. And the Bucks are probably one of the coldest and one of the most dysfunctional. So that's a real easy thing that could happen. And with how the with, with how the Panthers have been playing, I mean, I don't think it'd be too surprising that they could pull a win out against P- Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. They got, yeah, Steelers. Steelers, Lions, Bucks, Saints. Steelers, Lions, Bucks, Saints. I feel like that's a cakewalk, to be honest. They could get it done. What was their last matchup with the Saints? They beat the Saints already. They beat the Bucks already. And but they're on the road for both those games. It'll be tough, but I I really I wouldn't be shocked. Right now, I would take the Panthers to finish above the Bucks. I like I the think. idea of throwing that little wrench in there. Um but, yeah, I think when it comes down to Commanders and Giants, whoever wins the Sunday night game will probably get that seventh spot. And I'm going to lean Lions here. Uh, I, I think there's a really good chance that the Lions could go, you know, three and one to end the year, put them at nine and eight. And it's sad that that's getting you into the playoffs in the NFC because it's just a shit shoot in the NFC. But it probably will. And especially being the sixth spot, that's kind of gross. But, uh Yeah. I would. I mean, what are the Falcons looking like? Like they're got the same record here: Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks, Falcons. I know, but I think they had they don't have enough tiebreakers to even pass anybody worth the value. Is Desmond Ritter? Is he gonna I take? Know. The, what if What if Desmond Ritter walks in and takes him to the postseason? That'd be nutty. That'd be insane. Tampa just has a a three and one division record, six and three in conference. Uh, Carolina's three and one in the division, uh, four and five in the conference. So Atlanta has the same conference record as the Panthers, but obviously they got to win pretty much all their remaining division games to pass them within the division. 100%. I think I think there's only going to be the one team that comes out of the South. It's really obviously. just tough too because out of those teams, out of all those teams, you know Packers. Packers just kind of fell behind earlier in the season. They also just, you know, had obviously a godlike schedule to go against. But the Packers are probably going to have to go 4-0 in these last four. And, you know, you got Miami, Detroit, who's one of the hottest teams in football. 
uh, Vikings, and then, you know, the Rams obviously is different. But Dolphins, great team in Miami, uh, warm weather game. So don't have to worry about the cold for Miami. You know, they're going to be getting that home field advantage. Vikings have to go to Green Bay, division game, playing in the cold. Never easy. And then Detroit has to go there. So if they can get the wins over the uh, Rams and the Dolphins, it'll be interesting to see how the last of it plays out. But I would love to watch Lions Packers week 18 with some playoff implications. Some playoff implications in that one. That would be real fucking juice. That'll be an ultimate juice pack. And then you have to think, dude, this could get this could this could really get down to it. And it's unfortunate because the commanders kind of have the butt end of it. Detroit plays the Eagles in the final game of the season. And you, let's say the Eagles who have who remaining. I know they got the Cow- Bears win. Cowboys up in the air. Uh, Saints, they might win, lose one of those games. You know, they lose to the Cowboys, but they could go 3-0 and in their next three. Be sitting at fucking 15-1 and and playing the Giants. I mean, are you... Are you benching the starters for your division rival? Are you really going to take a risk like that? I don't think so. Against that... the Giants? No, you have to bench your boys there. Like, you have to bench your guys. You have to keep them safe. If you've got that one spot locked up. So that's where, you know, the kind of the butt end falls on the commanders because they've got the Cowboys. And only best case scenario I can see is, you know, Eagles drop one of these next three and the Cowboys stay right on their ass. Now, if the, yeah, like let's say the Eagle, let's say the Cowboys beat the Eagles, they're only a game behind them in the standings with a split with a split head to head. That's where it could get juicy, and that's where the Commanders might luck into, you know, the Eagles not sitting their starters in the final game of the season. Regardless, it's juice pack because you got two NFC North teams who are fighting right now, um, and two NFC East teams, and then you've kind of got the little the ugly ass NFC South who's just. You know, kind of dangling their nuts, their little pubic hairs in the mix. Um, and you've just got the fucking Seahawks who are facing a godlike schedule. The Niners, Chiefs, Jets, and Rams, who none of those teams are cakewalks considering division purposes. But I'm loving every second of it. There's nothing better than this. Yeah, I do want to mention um, with the Seahawks losing this week and whichever it doesn't matter for the Giants and the Commanders with but with the Seahawks losing the Lions losing and the Packers winning that would open up a lot of different avenues for Green Bay to get in that wouldn't that wouldn't um you know be all around them winning all the way out or winning out so that's something to pay attention because the uh, uh, Eagles, I mean, the Seahawks are definitely an underdog. And that Lions and Jets game is going to be a good one. Who you got? We'll, we'll worry about that later. We'll worry about that later. AFC bubble, you know teams. AFC bubble teams aren't nearly as juicy as the NFC is. Um. Uh... Let me figure this out real quick. Who we got hanging around? We got we do have some division implications. The Dolphins are sitting at eight and five. Pat, <laughs> fuck, excuse me. Pats and Jets both at seven and six. I think the Dolphins have a game against the Jets and the Patriots left. Yes, juice pack right there. 
that's maybe the juiciest of the packs is definitely those three teams right there. And we could potentially see, you know, three, all four AFC East teams in the postseason. But the one, well, actually, no. You know, you got the Bengals, my bad, Bengals, and the, you know, the Chargers are hanging around at seven and six. Who you guys got getting into the playoffs? Do you think that the Patriots or the Jets get in, or do you guys think that the Chargers and the Bengals will prevail? Who do you want to go first? Come on, boys. We're just having a conversation here. Someone All right. Oh, I got you, man. <laughs> I, I think that there's no way that two of them get in. I think the Chargers are getting hot and healthy at the right time. Um, oh, we lost Brett. Yeah. Um, they have the Titans, the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos in their last four games. I think who are we t- talking about who are we talking about Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. I think the Chargers can easily go four and zero in those games, and that would easily, obviously, put them in. Um, I think the last three wild cards are going to come to Cincinnati, Miami, and the Chargers. I think the Pats fall out. I think the Jets fall out, and then obviously, I think within the next week or so, you two, think the Ravens win the division? Well, I'm not trying to be like, oh. Not, I mean, not necessarily. Well, I, I think regardless, the Ravens will stay in it or the Bengals will stay in it. I feel you. I, th- I, feel I think you. this Ravens, both- Ravens do kind of have a cakewalk. If they, I mean, you know, the Steelers, obviously, they just strung on by the hair. They're nuts there. They've got them again on New Year's. This week, they got the Browns. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, see uh, Snoop Huntley back, but I know he's practicing. Yeah, I think Huntley will play this week, and I think Lamar will be back next week. Which I like to hear that. Because um, that'll be a very, very interesting thing to watch, because I know the Ravens got the best of them, right, in that first matchup? I think so, yeah. And then, you know, that could be – I mean, that's juice pack. That's a, You want to see a game that could potentially get flexed into Sunday Night Football for week fucking 18? That's your game right there, probably. Bengals-Ravens. Both sitting around. That's a fun one. I like that a lot. Um, but Lions yeah, Packers. What'd you say? Lions Packers. They're not gonna if if they're going for division title or just a wild card spot. I think we see Bengals Ravens just because we know how good that first game of the season was as well. Yeah, which was also Sunday Night Football as well. But uh, you know I. Dolphins end the season with the Jets. You know, that could be a good one to maybe get flexed into Sunday Night Football. Pats, Bills, I don't see that being flexed. But the Chargers, yeah, I would say I agree with uh, JB. You know, you got the Bengals or the Ravens. Well, potentially, you know, Chargers could fit into that mix as well as for that five spot. But I think Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, one of those teams is going to be the five. The other one's going to be the six. It's just really going to be – or, I mean, Miami as well. I just don't see – the Patriots or the Jets <clears throat> stringing it together enough to be able to put – I mean, but the Jets got Lions, Jags, Seahawks, and then the Dolphins. So, I mean, the the Jets could hang around if Mike White keeps playing good football. So, I think that's going to be also very interesting to play out. I don't think it will be as interesting as the NFC, but I think that we can all agree on the fact of the AFC is just much better than the NFC. Like, I think that the Bengals... Much more top-heavy is what I would say. 
But even look, I mean, dude, their middle of the pack guys really are better than our middle of the pack guys. Like, I think you could go down the lengths. Like, I think Patriots, Jets, Chargers, all their wild card teams, you know, obviously you have the Cowboys, which is different, but Dolphins, Pats, Jets, Chargers, Bengals for their wild card teams. Ours, we're talking about the Lions, Packers, Commanders, Seahawks right now. Like, but I agree, top heavy as fuck as well. I mean, if we put the Bengals in the NFC, they could be sitting fucking real pretty right now. Like, it's a lot. But, Brett, how do you see the AFC playing out in your eyes? Looking at the schedules, I think it's safe to say that the Ravens and the Bengals are going to be one of the uh, AFC teams, or one of the wild card teams for sure. And... Of the seven and six teams, looking at the Chargers here, tough matchup against the Titans this week, but then getting to play the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos, there's no reason they should miss out on the playoffs. If, um, you know, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen can stay healthy and Eckler can do his thing. And that last spot... Of the toughest schedules of the three teams, I think it's got to be the Patriots. So I'm going to exclude them here. And with the Dolphins and the Jets, the Dolphins do have one game up on them, but these teams play each other. So, and the Jets have the easier schedule. So I think, um, yeah, that's still up in the air for this week. It's going to be the, the Dolphins or the Jets at that spot. The Dolphins have the edge right now. But I won't be surprised to see if that changes, especially with how bad the Dolphins looked um, on Monday night. I think the Dolphins will be favored in at least three of those four games. Yeah, I mean, they do They do have a really – they just have a really tough schedule. I mean, you want to talk about the, the Bills – the the Jets, if if they're fighting for it at the you know at the end, if they're going to be competing, is going to be with the Jets, and that's who they got to play. So that that's a playoff game. I mean, the Patriots, the Packers are fighting for their life right now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers on Christmas, that's that's tough. The Grinch. The Grinch. It's exciting. I think it's it's exciting. Um. If you're a football fan and you see what the playoff picture is right now and you don't just see see it as another game on TV, like it's definitely exciting and definitely to, definitely something to look for. The implications are juice back. That's all I can say. Every game means something to all these teams that we've been talking about. Um, there's nothing better than that. I mean, there's nothing better than laying your nuts on the line late in the season taking the risks. I mean, we're talking chestnuts op- over an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. This is this is about as good as it gets. I'm excited about it. You know what else I'm excited about, Brett? What's that? Power rankings. Let's go. I love power rankings. The last time we had JB on, let's take a look at who his I want to I want to I want to take a dive into who is I didn't I have not looked so that they could not be much changed. There could, you know, we'll see. JB's power rankings. We'll see how much they are going to vary. 
Last time we had him in the NFC, he had the Eagles as his one, Vikings as his two, Cowboys as his three, Niners as his four, and Giants as his five. Respect, you know. I think that you could easily make an argument for that today if you wanted to. In the AFC, you have the Bills one, Chiefs two, Bengals three, Dolphins four, Ravens five. Now, that's not much has changed. Not much has changed. That's pretty juice. That's daddy. That is pretty juice. I love to see that. Last week, I had Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, Bucks, and Commanders. You are going to be seeing a change in mine. Trust me on that. And then I had Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens. And Brett had Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, Bucks, 49ers. And this week he had Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Or last week he had Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Dolphins, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's start with the famous AFC. JB, last time you were on here, you had the Bills as the best team in the AFC. Who is your number one team in the AFC right now? I'm going to stick with the Bills. Four-game win streak, staying hot. B-Money. Oh, it's the Chiefs. Chiefs are the number one team. Um, I think the Bills is respectable, but that offense and with how uh, defenses are just stopping so many, so many different teams this year, they just can't stop the Chiefs. But how can you say that when they beat them head to head? They did. They did. But I think, um, you know, it was it was a good game. But if they play again, I'm taking the Chiefs. That's why they're my number one team. Um, I have finally uh, – I got the Bills back as my number one. Uh, they're getting hot again. You know, we all seen them go through that tough little midseason slump, which they have been famous to do over the years when they've been hot, but I knew there was going to be a point where I'd have to debate going the Chiefs or debate going the Bills again. I knew it was going to come back down to this point, and I'm sticking with my gut from the preseason. Uh, I had the Bills winning the Super Bowl, and this is it. You know, I'm I'm putting the Chiefs – I'm putting the Bills back on top at number one, and I don't think I'm going to let it go. I think that's that's it. That's your clear money runaway right there. Um, the Chiefs easily could upset them, and I would not be shocked. <laughs> Come playoff time, but bold prediction, the Bills are going to be the number one spot for the rest of the year, and the Chiefs will be two for me, which I just spoiled my two. It's the Chiefs. Uh, it's the Chiefs. Brett, is yours the Bills? Number two spot, and I'm, I'm moving the Bengals up there. I've got the Bengals at number two. I think they're firing on all cylinders, chasing back. That's going to turn some heads. I don't know. I mean, that's a crazy. What are they on? Five, yeah, five game win streak. Is it? It's yeah. They're Joe Burrow. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year. I listened to. I've listened to to Joe B. Joey B.'s interviews, and he's just. He's just extremely confident, man, and he's not getting touched. He's been sacked five times in four weeks. I think that's the lowest time, the lowest amount of times in like a four-week span for his career. Um, and yeah, I think, um, I think they could get hot, man. They do play the Bills January second. I want to see that game. 
I want to see it. You want to watch it? I want to watch it. I'll be in Florida. It's going to be a good one. It's um, I believe it's a uh, Monday night. Monday Maybe. night juice pack. Monday night. How did ESPN land that one? Oh, you know how. <laughs> All right, my my three uh is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for all the reasons that Brett listed off, uh, Joe Shiesty, Savage, they're firing on all cylinders. Finally, uh, I think we all kind of maybe had a little Super Bowl hangover in there. I know I was pretty bold with it in the off seat, in the preseason. Uh, I said that the freest money you could possibly get is betting Ravens and AFC North winners at plus one forty. I said if I could put my mortgage on it, I would right now. And now I'm nervous. Good thing I didn't put my mortgage on it because I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I put 10 bucks on it. <laughs> but if I had more in my pocket at the time, I would have bet a lot more at the time. But just $10 seemed like the right amount then. But I told everyone, put your life on the Ravens to win the NFC North, and I'm real nervous because the Bengals are good again. And I was... Looking at that, you know, deep in the season, thinking, here we go. Ravens got this on lock, and here we are, 9-4 and four between the two teams. But, yes, Bengals are my three team. JB, your three? I mean, y'all know I love LSU, fucking Joe Shiesty, Jamar Chase, the whole nine yards. But as much as I love them, I don't think there's a way that you could put anybody else but the Bills and Chiefs at one and two. Um, and then <laughs> Bengals are right there at three. I think the Bengals do stand away from the rest of the pack, but the Bengals sit firmly at three for me. Be money. I'm assuming the Buffalo Bills. No, nah, he's going. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's the Buffalo Bills at number three. Dude, I um, thought he was gonna say Mike fucking White in the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> No, come on, come on. I'm not that disrespectful. But, no, I mean, I think uh, the Bills, they've been winning a lot of close games. They did beat the Jets last week, which was, um, you know, a little revive or comeback from losing to them a few weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm not I'm not really impressed with how they've looked over the last couple weeks. Um but you know, there's there's still some games left, and like I said, they play the Bengals on January second, and that's that's something that uh, I'm looking forward to. But Bills at three. I respect it. I respect it. Just respect it. That's it. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. Uh, four. I feel like I've been naming my team first every time. I'll toss a wrench in here. I, I'm gonna go and back the to Titans, and I'm fucking booting your ass. No, and not Titans, but it's uh, to a team that's getting hot and getting healthy at the right time. And I, I think the Chargers are my number four. High five. Chargers at four for me as well. I like them. You know, uh, I loved that Sunday night game. The Herbert doubters out the door. Acho. The two were the believers hushed. I like Tua. I do. 
But I think that if you put Justin Herbert in Miami right now, there's passing records being smashed out the fucking window. And I think that we could all agree that if Justin Herbert was in Miami right now, you better get your fucking hammers out because records are being broken. That's I mean, that's my two fucking cents right there. There is a few quarterbacks that you could do with that. You know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You put those two in Miami, yeah, records are being broken for sure. But if we're going off Tua and Herbert, if Herbert's there, Miami might be on top of the AFC fucking East right now. Brett, you're four. Man, this is tough. Um, but I think I got to give the lean to the Ravens. Uh, they're they're without their best player right now, but they're sitting at nine and four. And what is he going to be out another week? He's coming back. He's coming one back. More. Uh, one more week. Yeah, he's going to be returning back against the Falcons. Um, I think you know they they'll be able to get it done there, and they'll be sitting at ten and five. And, you know, I think that's respectable. Um, they're obviously going to get into the playoffs with that. And Lamar Jackson is just a threat, man. MVP, um, he's a headache for defenses. And the Ravens, you know, they they always have a real good disciplined team and stout defense. Maybe not too much on the back end, but, you know, this is a team with Lamar Jackson – um, I feel like they can compete with anybody. So I got the Ravens at four. All right. Me and JB, five for five so far. Or four for four so far. My five, I went back and forth on this one between the Dolphins and the Ravens. <laughs> the Dolphins are by far one of the worst Traveling teams in football defensively. They average like 33 points per game allowed on the road, which is the worst in the NFL. But when they're at home, they're locked down. They've got the Bills on the road. They've got the Bills on the road and the Patriots on the road. Big playoff implication games right there. But I don't know, man. It's just like, are the Ravens going to get a playoff game at home? Are the Dolphins going to get one on the road? But I'm going with the Dolphins' overall better team, I think. And uh, this could vary very quickly, depending on how they match up against the Bills. I don't think this one goes in their favor. Um, but as of right now, and I'm also really worried about the Dolphins as well because the Chargers and Brandon Staley just gave teams a blueprint on how to defeat Tua. He's one of the best passers in the NFL over the middle of the field. And they completely took that away from him on Sunday night. Everything was inside leverage. Um, and that, that could be really scary for that Miami Dolphins team because if they can just take away that middle of the field, to a struggle very, very hard. So this could this number five spot could easily change in a heartbeat to the Ravens. But just overall, I think better team – I'm going with Miami Dolphins. High five. Fin up. Miami Dolphins as well. Fin up. I just think that when it comes down to it, uh, 
that offense can hang with anybody, no matter how bad the defense is. Um, they're going to be in any game they play. So I just would feel more comfortable taking the Dolphins at this point in time. Not knowing necessarily when Lamar will be back for sure. Um, you'd like to see him back after this week. But if they slip a few games, then, again, you're talking them maybe slipping in a seven seed. They won't be a home a home playoff uh, team. They won't host one. So I don't know if they even win a playoff game like that. So I'll take the fence. My number five is the Chargers. Um, I just got to go with the Chargers over, over the Dolphins because of last week here. And, yeah, they just seem to have the easier schedule and it's looking good for them moving forward uh, when they're healthy. And, you know, for all the reasons that you said that worry you about the Dolphins, I completely agree. Um, you know, we'll have to see how Tua bounces back. That was an atrocious performance for him, especially to his standard. And... Yeah, I got the charges at five. All right, all right, all right. The NFC, the one we all want to beat. I feel oh. like this is pretty easy for me. I can almost rattle them off to you. Eagles one. Yeah. Yes, sir. Cowboys two. Yep. It's 49ers. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I knew it was coming. I knew it was fucking coming, JB. One fucking week of Brock Purdy beating Tom Brady, and that's all he needed to get them back up in that slot. That's all he fucking needed. It is. It's all he I dropped them see. from one to five, and then boom, one week right back to two. I love it. Yeah, love they it. were they were the most. You know, they were the most. Um, they had a lot. They there was a lot of room for them to jump around. You know, that game could have had them fall out of the five, or it. You know, it, it elevated him back to two. You know, the only reason I was thinking about one, but losing Debo Samuel, I can't, I can't give him that one seed. That's that's definitely gonna hurt him. But man, the Niners, and mainly because of that defense, number one defense in the league, and probably, I mean, it feels like the number one rushing offense, or at least attack, not including the quarterback, in the league, and I think. I think I can see them beating the Cowboys in the playoffs or the Vikings, you know. So I got to roll with them at my number two spot. All right. JB, your three. The Vikings. Brett, your three. Oh, I'm going with the Cowboys here. A um, little scary week against the Texans. <sighs> see, look, people were bitching <laughs> about that. Like, going out. <laughs> Fucking bless you. Got one more in there? Thank you. I feel like no, people are yeah. overlooking that game so much. Like, you know how many times we see that in the NFL? Like, a great team playing against one of the worst teams, and it's just like a shit show? Like, you, dude, those the Cowboys weren't even thinking about that game. They thought they were going to walk in there and just walk all over them. Like, and they still won. Like, those games happen. Like, it is the NFL. There is no fucking walks in the park at all. Those games happen. But I like the, I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys at three. You know, I think you know. Obviously, they're my two, and I'll tell you my three team right here. San Francisco 49ers. I think that this 
this this is the playoff game I want to watch is 49ers versus Vikings. And I just flipped a coin. Vikings were heads. They landed on tails. That's I soft. How are you even going to leave it up to the coin flip? Because it's a coin flip. So you, you got them equal? I mean, I'm not going to do tied. There's no ties well, in my eyes. But as of right now, I think this is the game that everyone should want to watch in the postseason. I think that's going to be a great one. Uh, you know, the Vikings defense, very suspect, but their offenses, you know, can hang with anyone. And you got the 49ers defense, who's maybe one of the best in football, if not the best in football. And, you know, an offense that's has a lot of weapons around them to make it a lot easier for Brock Purdy. And if this isn't the playoff game that you want to watch more than anything, then I don't know what is. And that's why, uh, you know, the 49ers are my three, Vikings are my four. And if I had to actually go out there and give an edge, uh, I'd probably go 49ers just because they're really hot. And, you know, I always rock with the hot teams when it comes to the power rankings like this. Um, but I think they're neck and neck in my eyes. Like, you could go either way, and I wouldn't see an, uh, an issue with it at all. You're – we're at the four. Now, JB, I'm assuming you have the 49ers. Yeah. Brett, Vikings. Yeah, I've got the Vikings at four. Yep. And then the five should always be fun for everyone. I got the commander. Ooh, do I want to go wise? I'm going commanders. I'm sticking with the commanders. Go ahead, B Money. You know what? The, the bias, you can say it. The bias is getting me here. And it's not necessarily on um, the best chance to make the playoffs, but I'm going with the Packers. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put the Packers over the Lions here. Yes! And yeah, the reason why I why I'm comfortable with doing that too is because the Packers and the Lions play, you know. And and like I said, this this might be a situation where we see the. Uh, you know, like the 49ers, like, oh, you know, you're here, you, now you're not. That could that could be the Packers after this week. But me just thinking that the Lions are going to lose traveling to New York after coming off an extreme, like beating your division rival, you know, traveling to New York and beating the Jets, that's going to be tough. So me just seeing the Lions lose that game, the Green Bay having weeks to prepare, going to probably win on Monday night against a bad Rams team. I just feel like Green Bay's getting hot at the right time. And, you know, although the Lions are worthy of that spot, for me, I just feel like they're they don't they don't have the ceiling of the Green Bay Packers. So for that, I gotta have them as my five in the power rankings for the NFC. But yeah, I don't know. Their chances obviously aren't aren't as good as some other teams to make the playoffs. JV, you're five. I would the two teams that you guys just named. I wasn't even considering. Uh, I just don't think the Commanders are that good. Still, sure they might be hot if that's what you want to call it. Uh, Packers, fine, whatever. They need to win out, regardless of the team, whatever they got. I was deciding between the Giants and the Lions. Um, and when I look at those two teams head to head, we're talking the Lions beat them head to head. Um, 
in Detroit, obviously, that might have a small. Oh, that was in New York. Really? Yeah, I'm almost positive that was in New York. Well, even better of a reason to take the Lions then. Um, I'm going to take the Lions at the five spot. I think they're a team that's getting hot at the right time. They're really, I mean, Dan Campbell, I don't think he's a super, super good head coach, but he's a big culture guy. And obviously some culture changes have been made. Those guys are playing together. They're playing for each other. Uh, and that's all you really need. Uh, 50, 53 guys and in, in a dream. And I think the Lions could take that five spot. So. I love it. NFC was all over the place for us. Fuck Pickums. You'll get them on Sunday. JB, B Money, Will G. Great episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Pinewood Perspective. Another episode. We'll catch you guys next week. Break down some of the games from last week and see how the playoff implications have changed. Peace. Peace.